And to talk more about whether or not we should really be shocked at what the military saw, I mean, obviously we should be, but really should we be, considering what we knew and have known for some time about LTCs? And should we consider that what is happening and been reported to happen in those five homes where the military was in place, should we just accept that that's likely happening right across the province? Dr. Leslie Barron is a general surgeon who has some perspective on this and some thoughts on it as well and joins me on the line. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for having me. So, first of all, let's begin with, you know, whether or not what you read in that report, were you surprised really at what you what you read about what was happening no so i'm a general surgeon but i uh i do do house calls to some of the local long-term care homes uh, where i live my mom's been in our retirement home um and she has moved from that retirement home when her care needs increased to a, a different home um on top of this we've been hearing reports occasionally in the media about you know, pressure ulcers and and care. So I think anybody who thinks that the conditions that were detailed in the report certainly may be worse in those five homes. They may be sort of the bottom tier of our long-term care system. But, you know, my mom's home that she lives in now was built, I would estimate, 40 or 50 years ago. It does not have air conditioning. There are routinely in the summer many fans out in the hallways to try and keep the residents warm. That was one of the uh, things that was pointed out by the military. So I think anybody who thinks that some of the conditions that were outlined there are isolated for those five long-term care homes in Ontario, it's just pretty naive. When we, we talk about inspections, because that has become part of the story now about whether or not inspectors you know didn't want to go in and what the premier had to say yesterday and then the response from the union, all the rest. I mean, like you say, these problems have pre-existed. I mean, is there really a true inspection system where these these problems are flagged and sent up the the chain of command? Well, I know from my mom's home prior to the Ford government taking office that they had been closed twice to uh, admissions for um, inspections finding multiple violations, but they have not been closed to admissions since that time. Um, So I think the lack of uh, comprehensive inspections, particularly ones that aren't done on a schedule, is, is really problematic. Relying on families to complain about care being given to their loved ones before you go in and do an inspection is is really problematic because it puts all of the onus on families to go in, at, you know, and then file complaints, knowing that these people are going to be looking after potentially looking after their their loved ones for quite some time. I think that one of the frustrations that a lot of people in the province have is when they hear the premier, you know, rail about the system and it's the system that's broken, but I mean, where is the accountability and where should the accountability for what's happening in these LTCs be, doctor? Uh, so that's, that's a good question. I think a lot of people would like to think that it's a few, an individual problem, so a few uh, bad apples. But I think it's up to us as a society to value the care that we're being give, people are being given in these facilities. Most of us die not very quickly right now. We die slowly. A lot of us are going to end up being looked after in these facilities. We vote. Um, and, you know, when we vote, we need to vote for uh, being people being given really humane care at the end of life. Um, so, you know, we do have a minister of long-term care. 
uh, long-term care is a provincial uh, in, under a provincial jurisdiction. Um, I, I personally don't believe having for-profit homes. I think that sets up a real conflict between, you know, value to shareholders versus giving quality care, which can be quite expensive. So you would advocate that we do what some other countries have, which is extend, you know, our our socialized medicine system to long-term care, that that would envelop all of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dr. Leslie... The care being given here is a health, it's a health issue, really. It, it's, it does fall under health care, and under the Canada Health Act, health care should be delivered in a publicly funded model. So you don't believe that that for-profit has any place in the system? No, no, not at, at, at this point. I think we can see the, the problems it's causing. And I think... Uh, not-for-profit and public homes do have problems uh, with their budgets being restricted year over year as well. Uh, so certainly we can't ignore that issue either. But I think one of the main things that should come out of this is, is that we need to go back to a, a not-for-profit, publicly funded model of long-term care in Ontario. But I, And you, you acknowledge that, you know, the, the public homes have problems as well. And doesn't that sort of, you know, just create a giant government bureaucracy that, I mean, the, the, the idea is that, you know, a private business is going to be more nimble, is going to be more, you know, able to be able to address problems than a giant public bureaucracy. Well, right now we have the same bureaucracy inspecting not-for-profit, municipally run, and for-profit centers. I mean, it would be nice to think that we actually don't need inspections of these homes because they're offering such good care. I think ultimately of the larger issue is, should we really be warehousing our seniors in these homes? There's a lot of innovative models for dementia care, dementia villages, where older people are actually still integrated into their communities, where we could support people staying at home for much longer. Uh, we do need all levels of care to be available for when people's care needs, you know, get too high. We went through this with my mom. We kept her in her own house as, as long as possible, then a private retirement home, and now long-term care. So people do need to be able to transition through those models. But there's there's lots of things that need to be done in, in long-term care. And looking at why we have people warehoused in these facilities is, is I think, a big issue. Um, but if we are going to have them in these facilities, then they need to be, you know, given good care. And I think we also have to look at the workforce that's the PSWs, the staff that are working in these facilities need to have appropriate staffing ratios. They need to have paid sick leave. They need to be paid a living wage. They need to have appropriate training for how to de-escalate without needing to use sedatives in this population. It, it, there's a whole raft of things that really needs to happen. Uh, do you support a public inquiry or over, over an independent commission? Do you have a view either way? I think something that is as impartial and as free from political interference needs to happen. I think at the end of the day, we know everything that needs to happen. Uh, certainly, I'd welcome either one of those. Um, but we have lots of experts, lots of health policy experts to guide us in how to provide long, um, good aged care in our in our society already. Dr. Leslie Barron, a uh, surgeon and also someone with some experience and quite a bit of experience in dealing with long-term care homes. Uh, Doc, uh, great to have you on the program again. Appreciate your perspective. Great. Thanks for having me.